Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the podcast, we are recapping the Steelers' first preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles, a victory for the Steelers, and a lot to like about this Pittsburgh Steelers performance as some of these young players we've been talking about the past two weeks showed up and showed up in a big way. Today's going to be my rapid reaction. I'm recording this just after the game is finished, so tomorrow I'll have a chance to dig in and and re-review the tape, and we can do a uh, kind of a deep dive on some of these performances. But today I'm going to start by just giving my rapid reaction, my first impression, and let's start by going player by player through my players to watch list from yesterday's podcast. And we'll start at quarterback with Mason Rudolph. You know, an up-and-down performance from him, right? Just like we've seen at camp. He came in in the second half. The Steelers were already ahead. They were clearly trying to, to just run the clock out a little bit. So a lot of, you know, featured a lot of running in the second half and not a ton of opportunities for Mason. I thought at times you saw he was very accurate on his throws, going through his progressions. He did lose the ball at one point. That's something he struggled with at camp is, is ball security. Nothing to love about this performance for Mason Rudolph. Nothing to hate either. Um, I'll be interested to see when he gets more opportunities and, and more pressure situations rather than a second half where the, clue, the Steelers were clearly trying to run the clock out. At running back, I think we were all really excited to see Jalen Samuels and what he could bring to this offense as kind of that X factor that we've talked about. Almost non-existent tonight, though. Yeah, he got a wide receiver screen for one yard, and he was used in the running game a little bit in the second half, but that was when the Steelers, again, were trying to run the clock out. The thing I noticed is that there's a real difference in both burst and quickness when Samuels had the ball versus when Toussaint or Ridley had it. And it was significant. That was a question for Samuels coming out of college. Remember, he didn't test well. He didn't run the 40 well. He didn't really test well in any of those kind of athletic uh, tests before the draft. And so the question about his athleticism and whether or not his game would translate, they're really still there after one preseason game. Now, I'm not going to I'm not ready to make a judgment about him because, again, it's just it's just one. It's just one preseason game. And he's going to get plenty more reps as this preseason rolls on. Uh, but I'm surprised we didn't see more of him. I really am. And I, I thought we were going to see more of him out wide, in the slot, used in a variety of different ways. And maybe that's something the Steelers want to hold close to the vest before the regular season. But again, I, I think there's still real questions about his athleticism. So I'd like to see him get more reps uh, throughout preseason. At wide receiver, Justin Hunter was was my guy to watch. And it just didn't, didn't, really, didn't really have a showing at all. Uh, one catch for four yards from Dobbs on third down. That was kind of a low throw. Um, had no chance really to make a first down on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets more reps next time. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i be interested to go back and rewatch the tape and just see how many plays he was out there. It didn't feel like he was out even out there for many plays. Uh, so, you know, maybe next time for Justin Hunter. And really the same can be said for Bucky Hodges at tight end. Just didn't really register at all. Yeah, I mean, I saw him out there. He was definitely out there with the third team at tight end. He played some special teams as well. Uh, but again, didn't really register. I'll, I'll be interested to go back and rewatch the tape and see how he did as a run blocker. For Chucks Okorafor on the offensive line, well, actually, I guess I'm pronouncing that wrong, right? It's Chooks Okorafor. So another another Steeler name that I've been pronouncing wrong this entire time. But uh, Chooks Okorafor, I thought he had a solid night. Uh, he played both left and right side. So, again, that kind of swing tackle position that we've talked about. The Steelers working him in there. And, I, again, as I said, I thought he was solid. The Eagles have a very good pass rush. And even though it wasn't a lot of the starters out there tonight for the Eagles, even still, it was still a formidable pass rush. And we saw them get to the quarterback Quite a few times tonight. Rarely did it come from Chooks' side. And so I thought overall he had a very good performance. On the defensive line, Casey Sales, you know, much like Bucky Hodges and Justin Hunter, he was out there, didn't really register. Uh, I'll dig into that tape further tomorrow. For Matthew Thomas, 
I, look, this was a solid performance for Matthew Thomas. Nothing really to write home about. He didn't have any spectacular plays. He could have had a really nice sack, but the quarterback did a good job of getting rid of the football. Um, he had a nice tackle and a punt return. So, that, I mean, you know, special teams are going to be big for Matthew Thomas making this roster. I will say, you know, there were times out there where I did notice the kind of hesitancy from Matthew Thomas that we had seen earlier in camp. As I've said, he's getting more and more comfortable in camp. Uh, you know, did he revert back to some of his some of that hesitant play? Yes. But again, it's his first preseason game. He's got a lot more reps coming. Uh, and and I, again, I thought no big mistakes for him. A solid performance overall. Now, Oladini, on the other hand, monster night. And really, a monster night made from one play, where he beats the left tackle easily, not just, get, not, not just gets the sack, but forces a fumble as well. The Steelers recover. As I said yesterday, this is the real test for not just Ola, but all of these edge rushers. Can you do it in a game situation? Because it's so hard to judge these guys in practice. And he made it look easy on that rep. And, and, and you know, we could just stop there and just talk about that one rep, which I thought was fantastic from Ola and kind of gives, shows you what he can do. Again, a guy coming out of college who was known as a sack artist. But I thought he was really good against the run as well and sealing the edge at times. Uh, so a, a very good performance, Mola, a very good first impression for Ola. And I'll be interested to go back and watch Keon Adams now, knowing how, what a good night Ola Dini had. Adams didn't register on the, on the stat sheet as much as Ola did. I'll be interested to go back and see how many pressures Keon Adams had and that kind of thing because this is becoming a real battle now. If the Steelers are only keeping four outside linebackers, Keon Adams versus Ola Dini, it's, it's a, it is becoming a real camp battle. Now, cornerback Deshaun Phillips, that's going to be a night he's going to want to forget. He got caught looking in the backfield on a fly route, ended up in a touchdown. He was beat badly, didn't have safety help. Look, for, for Deshaun Phillips, this is a nickel corner playing outside, right? On that rep, he was playing outside corner. Deshaun Phillips has pretty much been a nickel corner. And I know Tomlin is preaching versatility in the secondary and, and wanting guys to play mul multiple positions. Maybe not for Deshaun Phillips, right? Maybe he's just better suited as a nickel. And it's really it was really tough to watch this performance from a guy who has you know he's been so good in camp and yet he comes out and he has a really really bad performance against the Philadelphia Eagles not just that play but he was also picked on in the fourth quarter in the second half uh just not a good night for him overall especially considering some of the other solid performances we saw from Cody Sensabaugh and the interception he had uh, we also saw uh, Cam Sutton have an interception we had Brian Allen breaking up a pass so you know some of the other young corners on this team coming up big and then for Deshaun Phillips this was a rough night and then the player I was most hoping to see tonight was Terrell Edmonds, and, and certainly he got a bunch of reps. Nothing really of note, though, right? I mean, he got, I thought he got his eyes caught in the backfield a couple times and kind of got turned around or lost out there, which, again, was one of those things I was worried about him coming out of college. Yeah, it, again, it's, it's his first preseason game. He's had a solid camp so far. This was, this was kind of a quiet night for him overall. I'm going to be interested to go back and rewatch the tape. Again, he didn't have anything spectacular, uh, but I do want to go back and dig deeper on this. Uh, so we'll talk about Terrell Edmonds more on tomorrow's podcast. And then the last guy from our players to watch list was Quadri Henderson, who returned both kicks and punts, but only in the first half. And then they brought in Justin Thomas in the second half. I got to say, we, we should probably stop the Justin Thomas experiment after one game. Not a great... Not great on punt return, kind of dancing around out there too much. A lot of lateral movement, not not enough vertical movement. Um, yeah, I just I was not impressed with with Justin Thomas, and I know that Tomlin wants to make this a you know a battle between these two guys. You know he loves doing that the the the, the two dogs one bone type situation, but it's not realistic in this case, right? Because the Steelers are either going to go with Quadri Henderson as your kick or punt return guy as a specialty player, 
or they're going to revert back to having A.B. or Eli Rogers return punts and Juju or in one of the backup running backs return kicks. And so in that way, you know, my thought here is just t- just put Quadri Henderson out there and give him all the reps that we possibly can. Because, again, either he's going to prove enough to this coaching staff that they have that they find a way to keep him on the 53-man roster as a specialty kick and punt return guy, or, again, we revert back to the guys we already know. But this idea that Justin Thomas is somehow going to prove something here I mean, there's a there is a zero percent chance that Justin Thomas earns his way into this roster. I mean, that's just that is just the reality of the situation. And so, to limit Quadri Henderson's reps to just one half, I think not only does Quadri Henderson a disservice, but really does the Steelers a disservice overall. Because again, punt and kick return has been something that this team has struggled with the past couple seasons. Uh, you know, again, they're just kind of throwing out bodies rather than having a player at those positions that you can really trust. And so. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to see more of Quadri so we can find out what we have there and whether or not it's worth it to keep him on the roster. Before we continue talking about this game, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's podcast. I know sometimes it can be hard to find the time to go to the gym. We've all got a busy schedule, so why not bring the gym home to you? Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home, and they have treadmills exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength training. They've got it all. And the best part about all of those devices is that they're going to come with a high-quality screen or tablet, meaning that you can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of day without stepping out the door. You're going to join those streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. So if you want to start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand, you can even work out on the African Safari and workouts, workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. We have a special offer for listeners of Locked On Steelers. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. Again, visit N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. And then let's talk about some of the stars of the show tonight. I was so glad to see that the the improvements we've seen from the secondary show on the field and show early on in this game. Cody Sensabaugh had a big interception. Cam Sutton did as well. And and I, look, I understand that they were probably ill-advised throws from the quarterback, but you know, Cody kind of baited the quarterback into that throw, and Cam Sutton had a nice interception as well. Uh, again, I'm just happy that some of the improvement that we've seen in camp translated into that first preseason game. It wasn't a perfect performance for that secondary, but I will take it. I will take it as a first outing for this team that definitely looks improved from where it left off a year ago. Another thing we've been talking about a a large part of this offseason has been James Conner and how different he looks year two. And you saw that that in that game against Philadelphia. He had a great burst, good physicality, uh, good job getting through the hole and, and getting extra yards. You know, he generated some hype for himself last night. There was there were some posts on Twitter, people saying he can replace Le'Veon and he's a every down back. Let's cool it with that. His pass protection still needs work. That sack early on was because of a just a whiff by James Conner on, on that pass protection. I know he did well in backs on backers in camp, and we talked about that. You know, unfortunately, that didn't translate to a game because in backs on backers, you know the back that's coming. In the game, you gotta you gotta diagnose and figure out who's coming and whose assignment is what and which one is your which guy is your assignment, and then you have to complete the block. And James Conner just didn't do that. So yes, he looked very good as a runner last night. He did not look good in pass protection yet. Let's let's cool it on the James Conner can be an every down back, and let's also cool it 
on this idea that Juju plays too much Fortnite or he's frustrated or having a bad camp or not concentrated on football. That's all nonsense. Uh, he's been having a very good camp. And again, I only, only had one catch last night, but he, he made it work. One catch, 77 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, he high-pointed the football, showed that breakaway speed that we saw last season. Juju's having a great camp, and let's let's all calm down with some of these hot takes about uh, his off, anything off the field with him. Going back to running back, I think Fitzgerald, Toussaint, and Steven Ridley, they also looked very good, and they're going to make this running back battle fun. Toussaint was fantastic tonight. I mean, he was, he was great. Great cuts, great feet, great patience, uh, great burst from him. Uh, you know, he had he had a very, very good performance. I'm going to be really excited to go back and re-watch that performance and break it down. I also want to see how he did in pass protection because he did struggle with that in camp. But, whew, as a runner, Toussaint was fantastic. And then Steven Ridley was so good out of the backfield as a receiver. I'm telling you, I don't I don't envy the Steelers right now. If they're, if they're only keeping three running backs, which one are you keeping? you got Jalen Samuels, the X-Factor, right? you got Fitzgerald, Toussaint, and Steven Ridley fighting for that third spot because you know you're keeping Le'Veon and James Conner. Right now, I honestly do not know which one of those three guys I would pick. For James Washington, it was just another routine performance from him. You know, I mean, not, not to say that these combat catches he's making are getting are getting old, but, but they are certainly becoming the norm for James Washington. He had another one uh, in tonight's game. He also did a great job of sitting down in the zone and making a nice catch. Now, the one thing I want to talk about with James Washington, and it's not necessarily with James Washington himself, but it's, it's going back to this offense and this idea of the quarterbacks and wide receivers and just not being on the same page or wide receivers running the wrong route. It happened again, and it was a play where it looked like Mason Rudolph was either trying to go to James Washington on a quick out or a quick slant, and Washington ran a different route. This is not the first time we've seen this, and it's not necessarily a James Washington problem or a Mason Rudolph problem. You know, we talked about it with Juju and Ben and A.B. and Justin Hunter, and, you know, again, it just seems to be seems that in some way there is a miscommunication between quarterbacks and wide receivers too often now throughout camp, and it happened again. Uh, that's got to get fixed. And let's finish up today's podcast with some odds and ends from tonight's game. John Bostic and Tyler Matikiewicz playing well into the second half. The Steelers are wanting to get a good long look at both. And, and again, this still a, is still a competition for starting inside linebacker, although I think that competition is is closing up a little bit as, as John Bostic, clearly the better of the two, even if he's not great. You know, Bostic, I thought, had a better overall performance tonight, although it wasn't a great performance by any stretch. He had a bad missed tackle early. And for a guy who was known as a sure tackler coming in, and a Steelers football team that has struggled to make the tackle so many times, to see Bostic come in and miss a tackle on his first play, very disappointing. I mean, he made up for it a couple, you know, a couple nice plays later on, I think, on that same drive. But overall, not a great performance from Bostic, and not a great performance from Matikiewicz either. You know, his physical traits and really lack thereof show and show often with him at inside linebacker. You know, he 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 can't be the starter on this team. It just it just will not work. Uh, teams are going to have these are, teams are going to have a field day running up the middle and running around the end. Uh, if if Matikiewicz has to play for any significant amount of time. I thought it was interesting that Farrington Higuanin got the start at outside linebacker opposite of Anthony Ciccolo, which meant that Keon Adams and Oladini were playing together in the second half. Uh, There was really, in the first half, not a whole lot of pass rush to speak of whatsoever. And I know the Steelers were rushing three at times, but I'm going to go back and rewatch Ciccolo and and see how he did. Again, that's a guy who's going to be first off the bench this year as the third outside linebacker on this team. And, and given some of the injury problems we've already seen from Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt this offseason, you figure Chicolo is going to certainly get his chance 
in the starting lineup throughout the year. So be interested to go back and rewatch some of that tape and break down his performance. And again, as I said, interesting that the Steelers gave Higuanin the start here over Adams and Adini. I thought Marcus Tucker had a nice uh, night tonight. Not necessarily as a receiver. He had a couple nice catches, but much better on special teams. Downing that punt at the one-yard line and then having a nice special teams tackle. Uh, special teams, a, a big way he's going to make this roster. And, and speaking of special teams, what the hell is the deal with, with these back-to-back penalties for the same thing? Getting called for a nose tackle or covering over the center or the long snapper, that can't happen. I mean, that's got to get fixed. And the fact that it didn't get fixed from the first time it happened to the second one, I mean, that's a real concern. That, that That's the kind of thing that cannot happen. Uh, so they, they got to get that worked out. And then finally, Josh Dobbs, who had a, a, a rough night. I know he threw the nice touchdown to Damon Patterson, but he threw a bad interception along the sideline, and that one looked identical to the one he threw to, to Brian Allen in camp. And really, he tempted fate a couple other times. Could have easily thrown two or three interceptions tonight, considering the way he was throwing the football along the sidelines. Uh, n- not a great performance from Dobbs, and he was going to need some great performances to make this roster. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, Country at gmail.com is the email address. You can follow me on Twitter, and I'll be back tomorrow with a full tape breakdown. So expect to hear more about guys like Chooks Okorafor, Matthew Thomas, Terrell Edmonds, and more right here on Locked on Steelers.